Onyx Vale, Saints and Sinners. Welcome to the conclusion. In the meantime, let's check in with Mox. And so he goes. How'd you get sick? Well, you see, Governor, when you're in places like we are, it's not very often that you get the opportunity to get your hands dirty. You see, there's this fascinating void between worlds that I found myself in. Not on purpose, mind you. But I fell from a great height. I was in there for three years, evidently. It felt like but a few seconds, like an eternity. And ever since, the cost has come due. You see, that's the funny thing about the Onyx Vale. Everything you do has a cost, in one way or another. Queen to F2. And so he goes. Interesting, interesting. And I assume, by you being here, that uh, my bombs are more or less handled not to be six. Why would you think that? Well, I know Sally was there. And I know Sally was meant to stop you, so either A, you killed her and I didn't hear a gunshot, or Sally went soft on me. Well, as they say, there are many ways to skin a cat, if you will. So maybe. And so uh, he goes. And so um, he goes, I know that you bought a paper. And I know from the very earliest onset. You had searched into me. What did you find? I'm curious. What did I find about you? Well, I think the most egregious thing that I found was your little plant at the hospital. And you still haven't put that together about how it connects to everything, huh? Pawn to D6. I can't say that I have. I know that, per the words of the former medical director, you, he preferred that the cream of the crop continue to rise to the top at the behest of the lowlifes. The lesser 
they would be the ones that maintain the upper crust. Knight to c3. And he goes, well, that was a boon on behalf of the medical director themselves. There were some other perks as well. Kingside Castle. Were there? And what was that? Well, you see... You could swap out organs. You could also swap out a nose. Swap out eyeballs. Swipe out anything really and truly. Make somebody look like another person entirely. Make somebody look like they have an identical twin. Fascinating. Queenside Castle. Pawn to C5. So you had people hiding in plain sight, not only maintaining the upper crust, but you were able to plant people and replace people without anyone knowing. How do you think the church members get so much intel? As much as I hate to say it, Governor, that is pretty damn clever. I showed how you got my intel. Now, how, how'd you get yours? 94. Well, long story short, you've got ears in low places. So do I. There's plenty of urchins and low lights running around here that'll work for a buck that helps them sustain their lives. And even more so when it's a lot to give them a bit of a more comfortable one. And you'd be surprised how a little bit of respect goes a long way, Governor. And he goes, ah, yes. So that's why the paper boys unionized. Castle to E8. And that's where we're going to move on back to Abner. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> and so Abner, uh, Juliana Westchester is uh, guiding you around to the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And she goes, do you dance very often? As often as I can, my darling. And so, uh, as she dances along with you, and she goes, Since when have you decided to enter politics? It was a reasoned decision. A little bit rash on my part, I'll admit, but I do find it a bit fun. 
well, that's good. I'm glad you're having fun with it. But I'm a very strong support in the city, my boy, and I would like your truthful answers. As only I could give you. And that answer is... There is a reason I ran aside from... Well, the fun of it. Uh, My mother, as you may have noticed, is less than savory, at least in my opinion, and a lot of others. And she goes... And one of the things you're noticing as you're dancing around everybody, everybody's kind of looking in admiration. Whereas... The patriarch of the Westchester family has been really garnered a legacy for business and everything. Juliana Westchester has actually garnered a reputation for all things philanthropy, giving back, really and truly a beacon in the community. So you currently talking with her is a good sign for the campaign overall. Don't get my mom killed. (laughs) (laughs) Doing the best I can. And so... Uh, is there anything you want to do in regards to that looking around? I, I'll do another, what was it, a survey? Yeah, it's a survey. Oh my god, it's a six and a one. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a really fun time dancing. I, I, You've never danced so like good. this in a while. You feel really fancy like the bell at the ball. But I'm not noticing anything. And so, uh, as she's kind of currently dancing with you and everything, and she goes, You've worked a lot with my son, yes? I have indeed. What are your thoughts of my, th- of my son? He can be a bit bland sometimes, but he's also quite lovely to work with. Yes, his head can be filled with many thoughts. I've noticed. And she, And as the song finishes, she goes, Thank you for that. Now, I must ask, what's your relationship with your mother like? I believe it was quite obvious up there. It's not pleasant. And she goes, why? She... I'm sure you're aware of these rumors by now, seeing as my family was... Part of the upper crust at one point, but she drank and gambled away all of our money. Left without any notice from me or, well, the servants that relied on our family. And now is back and expects great things for herself, but doesn't seem to want to reconcile what she's done before. (sighs) Have you asked her to reconcile? It's a bit difficult when she comes on the arm of the governor and threatens to flood the city. She kind of looks like, oh, flood the city, as if she's never heard of this until this time. Oh, I'm sorry. I believe we all, I believe some of us knew, and I wasn't sure how much contact you've had with your son, but yes, my mother does plan on flooding the city, though saying that in a public forum just makes me sound a bit crazy, doesn't it? She goes, no, no, you've definitely sealed my vote. Thank you, madam. Um, I want to give her a hug, but 
I okay, so my brain, a lot of the outfits they're wearing are kind of Victorian esque. Mm-hmm. Um, which means she would be wearing a dress, but that also means dresses had pockets in those days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, I want to slip the thing that Locks gave me into her pocket because I'm concerned about her. Okay. All right. And so, yeah. Uh, what would you think the role would be for that? Finesse. Let's roll a finesse. <laughs> I have two in that. So four to five. All right. Yeah. You successfully slip it in there. Um, and she turns and she walks away at that time. And as you turn to walk back, you turn immediately and your mother is there. (laughs) (laughs) Spectacular. Uh, I'll look at her. Mother, did you want to dance? And she goes, it's been a very long time since we've danced, mother and son. It has. Shall we? Let's. And so she's dancing with you, and she goes, You seem rather tense. Is everything all right? Everything is absolutely wonderful, Mother. Just getting a lay of the land, you know, seeing who's here, what's going on, all of that. Mm. It seems like you're also trying to stop something. You from winning the election. We're competing against each other, Mother. I don't know if you're aware of the situation. And she goes... Ah, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. But you also, your eyes have been darting around more than just everywhere tonight. Well, I don't think it's any surprise that a lot of the stagehands here and I are friends, and I'm making sure that everything is running as smoothly as possible. Are you the stage manager or the talent? I can do a little bit of both. So funny that you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's true. It's true. Life imitates art. (laughs) And so she goes, Well, and she looks at you and she goes, Amna, I know things have not been perfect between us. But I really want the Church of the Cleansing Flood to be a chance for us to start anew. I don't believe this is the way to do so, Mother. You could have at least said hello when you got back into town, rather than deciding to shack up with the governor and doing whatever it is you're doing. And she goes, We're cleansing that city of its corruption and its foulness. And yet you're still here. (laughs) Damn! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she was about to say something else. And she ain't got no feet. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary. And she goes, well, Abner, best of luck. And to you, Mother, what is it you're planning this evening? And she goes, to convince you to save yourself. What's your god? I think I'll be able to accomplish that. <laughs> and so uh, she looks a little stung by this, but she uh, turns and walks away. Good, I hate it. <laughs> you can't come back and just expect it to be all nice. No. <laughs> all right. And so let's move back to Lee. So Lee, basically you've been kind of been doing this dodging thing. And he goes, you can't really dodge everything. And uh, what are you going to do now? 
keep dodging. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to use my documents. Actually, I have a question oh first. God. <laughs> so can you describe this armor for me from the chest up? So basically kind of think of it as... Uh, kind of think of it as like juggernaut armor, which is a lot what they use to like disable bombs in the military, mm-hmm. but more metal. There's a lot more. It's like they took like boilerplates and they strapped it to them. So, okay. but it's a lot more movable, more or less. Yeah, kind of like that. Great. So, um, the parts. I'm assuming he has a helmet on. Yes. Okay, what does that helmet like look like? How does he see out? And does he have neck guards? And underneath un- there, in this picture that we're looking at, um, there's parts underneath the armpit right here and down the sides that are open. Are they also open as weak spots? The armpit and under the sides are open. Okay. Uh, the neck is not. Okay. And basically what it is is there are slits like this through it, and he's able to see out that way. Slits. Yes. How thick are the slits in the in the helmet? About inch and a half thick. And are you talking about how far they can see? Roughly about that much. Inch per and a half thick. Slit. And how many slits are there? Eight. The math doesn't math with that. It seems very like knight's helm esque. It's very knight's helm esque. Okay. So. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to take a page out of uh, Abner's book and use my documents to um, crumble them up slightly and shove them in some of the slits. To win blades in the dark. All right. So what do you think would be the role for that one? I am also going to be using Jack to help me out to... um, try to get him to get his claws into the helmet so that like it's pushing it into place but also keeping his head in the same place like landing on top of him while also stabilizing him in the same area Alrighty. uh so let's see here what do you believe would be the role for that i i would say hunt okay let's do hunt One, five, two. All right. With the five, you're able to do that and everything. So his vision is a little bit blocked. So swings are coming around a little bit more wildly and everything. And Jack was able to help out with that as well. Great. Now I'm going to, as as how much of his um, vision is obscured? So with a five, you're going to say out of the eight slits, you get three. On which sides? Where? This side. Left side. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then I'm going to try to get as close to the ground as possible and keep dodging, Mm -hmm. um, and then take out one of my knives and try to slink past. And as I slink past his left side, um, go and stab underneath where the armpit, uh, meets kind of like the side of the body there. That's a prowl roll. One, two, five. All right, you're able to sneak past and everything. And now, uh, you, as you kind of like come up and everything and raise up this dagger to stab, we're going to switch over to locks. Did it, 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 did it,
Now. My question is. Yes. Well, I know what Abner's doing. I know where you are. But where is Captain Tyndall? Bishop to D3. The captain is doing what the captain knows best. Besides, if we've been able to keep tabs on your captains, or should I say your sergeant majors? Sergeant Major Blackwell is a very efficient war dog. Mm, well, and dog I told is him right. to keep order, and as of right now, he is. Mm. Or, I guess, order you could say, but. Or you could say distraction, more or less. Bishop to B7. Well. I guess distraction would be the appropriate descriptor. We're both pragmatic men, Governor. We can hear the screams and the gunfire. This is not order. This is chaos. And you and I both know that. This isn't chaos. This is cleansing. Mm. The screams and the chaos and everything about that. Is people trying to hold on to an old way that is not going to serve them any longer. Is that so? Well, you will find that people are a tenacious bunch, especially when their back's against the wall. That would be Rook to E1. Rook to D8. Well. Now, where were we? We were talking about how the city needs cleansed. I agree. But I don't believe a complete burning away of what's there is quite necessary. I know you do. But you'd be surprised what people can do when given the necessary things in order to live. Surprised? I know what people need to do to live, and they are desperate, and they will trample anybody else in their way to make sure that they survive. I've seen it far too many times to know any different. Deep down, humanity is all the same, even though we try to fight it. But you can't fight that mentality. Ah, yes. The nature versus nurture debate. That deep down inside, any and everyone is an animal, first and foremost, and will do any and anything to survive. Pawn captures pawn at d6. And he looks and goes, ah, I see the game is getting aggressive. C6 pawn takes D6 pawn. Well, you do have to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, am I right?
But you see, Governor, that regardless of this change, it will come. But not a purge, not a sweeping flame, but by the sheer tenacity of a people that want nothing but the best for their own and their neighbors. Night takes pawn at d6. Then you got oh, Queen takes night. But you see, Governor, it will not be a flood. It will not be a cleansing flame, nor a purge. It will be the sheer tenacity and will of a people that want what's best for their city, as I do. Check, Governor. The governor smiles and goes, Oh, this is a lot of fun. Rook to E8. What's the matter, governor? You're starting to sweat a little bit. My plans are not entirely revealed. Not just yet. And the day is not over. Is that so? Well, bishop to c5. We'll come back to that in a second. In the meantime, let's check in with Abner. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so, Abner, you notice that your mother goes back and talks to the, the group of four, but as you look at it, you realize that it is a group of two. It was four, but now it's two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belvedere! And Belvedere go, comes up to you and goes, Yes, sir. Uh, there. Forgive me if I'm wrong. There were. <laughs> <laughs> there were four there before, and there's two there now, correct? Yes, sir. Have we located the other two? Uh, and he goes, No, uh, one of them, I believe, is actually just using the restroom currently, and the other one uh, we've lost track of. Interesting. And the council members? Council members are all accounted for, sir. Also interesting. Keep an eye on... I need you to keep an eye on... Um, oh my god, I forgot your I forgot your name. forgot your last name. <laughs> Westchester? Westchester, thank you. I mean, it is 3 a.m. <laughs> yep, that's, that's what's happening. 3 a.m., right folks. <laughs> Uh, and so, just as you say that, he goes, uh, uh, and he points as you notice one of the people walking across the room and immediately, uh, like in one fluid motion is pulling out a dagger to go and stab, uh, Juliana Westchester. Um, I'm only slightly worried. (laughs) (laughs) How far away am I from this? You are enough to try and do something. Okay. You did put that thing in her pocket, I, I did. That's why I'm only slightly worried. <laughs> uh, I don't want to use documents yet. It's too early. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could probably make it over there. I think... I... Uh, Okay, um, 
I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna calmly walk over there while this is happening. I'm not too worried because okay. I know. I know I have the thing in her pocket. And so she turns, and we see all this in slow motion. She turns, was like, "Oh my god!" And then as he brings it down, you see the sphere kind of and force uh, him back onto the floor, knife skittering, skittering towards you, and it slides underneath your boot where you stop it. Um. So yeah, I'll stop it with my foot. Belvedere, could you grab that gentleman for me, please? And he goes, yes, sir. And uh, goes, grabs him, lifts him up and everything, and kind of like ties him up. Uh, my, oh my, and who exactly do you work for? And he goes, you think you call me? Oh, I know I did, darling. You might as well tell me. As you do so, you notice that he kind of like unlatches a tooth and bites into it. Uh, I'm assuming he's dead at this moment. Yeah, he's starting to froth from the mouth and everything. And Um, I would assume with all of the rich people here, there is someone here that can help this young gentleman from dying. uh, And so uh, people are kind of freaking out and they're trying to do it. And one person runs up and he goes, Ah, yes, uh, I'm a doctor. My name is uh, 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 Dr. Good. Uh, Dr. Feel Good. (laughs) (laughs) Very peculiar name. And so uh, he goes, uh, he looks up and goes, He's got do, you know, do, you, do you know what kind of poison he ingested? Oh, I know. It was something with the tooth. And he goes, oh, okay. He, le- he leans down towards the mouth and tries to sniff. And he goes, I can't, I cannot, I can't smell anything. I don't, I don't know what type of poison he has. If I don't know what type of poison he has, I can't, I can't cure him. Iocane powder. It's tasteless, odorless. <laughs> it's also water. <laughs> Uh, it was likely some kind of powder. My knowledge on uh, poisons is very limited, uh, but I've studied a bit, and if you can't smell anything, it would be some kind of, uh, uh, help me here, sir. Po- poisons that have no smell. You must know more. You're a doctor. I'm trying a mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I am, like, drawing a huge blank because it's 3 a.m. <laughs> And he goes, oh, oh, yes, 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 I got a potion right here. We might be able to save him. And uh, he administers the potion and everything. And he goes, he'll need to be watched over. He may be in a coma for a while, though. Not to worry. I will have some of my people take care of that. And I'm going to wave over a couple of the stagehands. All right. Um, Where's Bob? So you look around and everything, and you notice that your mother and the three other people are not there. Of course. She running. She, she's on she her running. Uh, oh, Belvedere wouldn't have noticed, because he was doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's Councilman Reigns? Councilman Reigns. So you look around, you look around to see everything, and you notice that Councilman Reigns uh, is not there either. No, no, don't double-cross me. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go where my mother lo- li- I last saw her and go, near- go to the nearest exit to that. So she, you, so the nearest exit to you guys is backstage. So you go back there, and as you go back there, um, you hear nothing. You walk around the corner, and you see what looks like a body slumped into a chair. Damn it, I feel. I'm gonna walk up. Is do it, yeah. I'll just like walk around the chair to see who it is. As you walk around the chair, you realize that it is your mother. 
I'm only upset because I didn't kill you myself. <laughs> and the person unconscious next to her is Councilman Reigns. Uh, I'm going to check on Councilman Reigns to see how, how he's doing. He's unconscious. If but, you want, you can try and do a survey of the area and try and piece together what happened here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at that. Uh, Time and place for our uh, six. I think I'll push myself. All right, take a bonus dice. That's two. Is it one or two stress? Uh, two stress. Thank you. It's a two, a three, and a six. So if you look nice. at it, you notice that actually when it came down to it, that the three others had taken Councilman Reigns out during this time. Juliana was not the target. Councilman Reigns was. And they had tried to execute him, but somebody had tried to save him. No, she didn't. You're not telling me my mother tried to save him. <laughs> At the last second, somebody seemed to push her away because he found... What would have been a poisonous dart in the neck right here? <sighs> My mother was somehow good. Um, the look on your face. I'm so, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so bitter. <laughs> I really wanted to. I had like several ways that I was planning on killing her also. Um, I... It, there's no sign of, I mean, there's obviously no sign of struggle because it was like a dart mm -hmm. that, that went in. Mm -hmm. Is there anything special about the dart or is it just like a dart? So you take the dart out and you notice that this is something very not, not, it isn't special to the Onyx Veil. And as you look around, you see that the people that, that she was with ran off the opposite way. And the way that the dart entered does not match. So somebody else shot it from somewhere else. Do you check her pockets at all? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, let's see what she has on her. Don't have a letter. She's so a letter. you find a letter. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you find a letter in there, and the, the letter, letter episode says <laughs> this. Adriana, you have served the church willfully. However, sacrifices must be made. M. Where's Mel? Mel's with you, right? Oh no! <laughs> I think I think Abner's starting to put two and two together. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. It's three a.m. I'm real tired. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to let's go back to uh, Lee in the meantime. No. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm just cursed with knowledge currently. <laughs> It'll so, all be made clear. Lee, you're currently Sweet. fighting with Sergeant Major Blackwell, and the stab lands. However, the guy is built like a tank. It's going to take more than one stab to put him down. Oh, yes, but um, I do stab him, and I do pull the knife out so that he is actively bleeding from that. Yes. So he goes, 
Very good. And uh, he kind of, uh, what he does is takes parts of the heavier parts off so he can move even faster now. Do me a favor, roll me another skirmish. Double ones. Shit. That is a critical one. So, uh, do me a favor. So he is going to, this is going to hurt. Um, so as he's kind of going through, swiping the machete and you're kind of parrying him with your knife and everything. One of the times he does is he actually is able to kind of like redirect your blade and out of your hand. And as he does, so he gets a good area to actually like stab right in, but you put your hand up instead. Do me a favor. You're going to roll me a... Prowess resistant roll. I think I'm going to help with this with foresight. Um, how do I... Click on prowess. And what's going to happen is it's going to roll a d6. Oh, Jesus, stomach. Sorry. <laughs> it didn't like that. No. Six, four, six. Okay. That's really good. So what's going to happen is normally in a situation such as this, you're going to get stress. You would have gotten six stress, but since you rolled six, you get no stress. Does this the fact that... Two sixes were rolled mean anything in this particular instance? It does, because that is another critical success. That is your third one tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so what happens in this particular scenario is you're going to take a level one trauma, stab through the hand. Um, No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Penalties from harm are one less severe. I don't get any if it's level one, do I? But what is that? Is that your... That's a lessened status effect. So meaning, like, let's say if she was going to try and knock somebody out. But what's the name of it? Is it a skill? Yeah, what's the it skill? It is. It's called Tough as Nails. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm thinking. You might actually... No, Okay. So my thought process here is because you rolled a six, it was originally going to be a level three because you're going to get stabbed through the lung. Because if you would have not rolled a six, it would have been a level three. Since you rolled a level six, I was going to put it at a level. Here's what we're going to do instead is basically what I'm thinking is since you rolled a six, we're going to put it at a level two. And since you're tough as nails, we're going to put it at a level one. Okay. Okay. And you can just put stab through the hand because you literally stop the blade with the hand as you're holding it. Bad name. I'm so glad I wasn't the only one thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) And so he goes, that's it. Yeah. Doesn't the stabbing make you feel alive? She's going to look up and she's going to just look up at him and go, Oh my god, you are so crazy. The, the other guy left the thing. You're nuts! <laughs> um, Best NPC ever. Um, at this point, she's going to start playing with him mentally, like you're crazy, you're insane. Um, I can't believe you did all of this. And wow, you're so fucking slow. Even after all these years. And then she's going to just keep dodging and dodging and dodging. Alright. So what do you think would the dodges be under? Prowl? 
Okay. Let's roll that and see what we get. Three, four, four. So with the fours, you're able to dodge it barely. But uh, he goes, fight me like a soldier. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to tell Hawk to come and swoop in, and I'm going to shove more documents into his helmet. <laughs> That's going to be finesse. Dripping in it. Double threes. So you, as you do so, it's kind of, the thing is, you knock his helmet off. Nice. So you can't, you don't succeed in that thing, but you succeed in another way. It's got ugly mug. Of course he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you, you succeed in another way, you knock it off, and he catches you across the face with a right hook. Ugh. So, uh, you both kind of like fall backwards and are slowly trying to stand up. To fight each other some more. Nope, I'm not standing up. Okay. I'm going to stay on the ground. I'm going to move into a better position to stand up, but not actually stand up. And then I'm going to take one of the knives and try to throw it at his head. Aiming specifically for, like, his mouth or neck, whatever is the most open at that time. All right, that's a hunt roll. Oops. Whoa. Dead die! Dead die! <laughs> it fell off the table. Two six six. Damn, son. <laughs> Describe how you kill this guy. All right, yeah. sweet. Savor this. So as I'm on the ground and I get into a better position, um, Hawk comes around. My 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 Hawk Jack comes around and is able to show me exactly where his weak points are on his neck. And I sit there and I take my time to aim. And then throw with the ferocity and all the rage that I've pent up for these past few years. And catch him right in the jugular. Alright, and yeah, and so it does, and you just hear the... As he just goes, goes... And he's, he's trying to say words. And all you hear is... And he falls over dead. <laughs> Um, she's going to stand up, walk over, take that blade out of the neck, and then slice the other uh, vein, in his, the other big vein in his neck, just to make sure that he is, in fact, bleeding out and dying. Right. Um, and for good measure, she's going to light him on fire using the documents. <laughs> Spectacular. I was like, wow. You need a teabag moment. There it is. Fantastic. In the meantime, let's check in with Abner. Abner. So Abner, around this time, you're feeling that the tinctures are wearing off. Wait a minute. Oh, Abner. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's three. It's three thirty in the morning. It's fair. All right. So Archibon, around this time, you're feeling that the tinctures are wearing off. <laughs> Sorry, Governor. And so it goes. Oh, you know what they say, beauty before grace. We should probably finish this game before your time is up. I suppose you're right. Bishop takes pawn at C5. <laughs> and goes, Queen to F6. Well, Governor, 
do you intend to do once you hit that button? Bishop to be one. Queen to C3. Well, Governor, what are you going to do? And he goes, I am going to stare and admire the newly cleansed world that I have created. Check, by the way. (laughs) Well, and you would have every right to do so if it weren't for one thing, Governor. Queen to Z2. Checkmate. You see, he looks at the table a bit and everything and goes, Well, well, I'll be damned. Looks like you still got a little fight in you left. That's me. Stepping is all hell. And I think they both stand up. Are we near a railing where we can see mm-hmm. the shimmer? So he stands over there, and you notice that he is actually going to light up a cigar during this time. <laughs> what are you going to do now, Governor? Well, the funny thing about it is plan only goes so well as when it blows up in your face. And you see, for me, I always had multitudes of plans, and I'm sure you do too. And that's when he opens his coat and you notice that he has a bomb strapped to his chest and he grabs you. And he goes... I could still make this thing go off. And he immediately starts reaching up to kind of like push you both over the side of the railing. So I think what Archibald's going to do in response, he's got, well, first he's going to try, because like how far do we need to get out of the way? Well, uh, well, let's back up. Okay. Do I notice, does it does it have like a, cl- a timer on it or anything? Survey. Survey. I have one. Two and take the lower. Three. So you don't notice that there's any timer on it. It looks like it's basically... Remember that uh, remote trigger that he had that was stolen? Mm -hmm. That's what he's using. Spectacular. And he has it in his other hand. Spectacular. Okay. So I think... Trying to see what else I got. Let's check in with everybody else in the meantime. So, after everything is solved, you guys look towards the dam. And I realize it hasn't burst yet. Do you guys head there? Um, I am still in the middle of enemy territory. Yeah, so it might take you a while, but do you head there? God, that's a hard choice. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because as of right now, Abner is under the assumption that Mel is working with the governor. Mm-hmm. And I know Mel is probably with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a really tough choice. This is like that one that one bit in Mass Effect where you have to choose between like the two NPC first people, which is a great t- decision to make at three thirty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's really fantastic. Um, well, I know you. I know. I know for sure that Lee can handle it. Uh, handle themselves. I think here's what we'll do. Belvedere. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Take some of the stage hands and go find where Lee is, wherever she is, where whatever she's doing. Please go make sure that everything is fine and subdue Mel. Yeah, that's it right. for that. And then I'm uh, Abner is going to head towards the dam. All right. So you. Uh, so during this time, you are running through kind of the area. And you guys are locked in your grapple. Let's see. So it'll take. He has two actions before they go over the side. So three actions before we go over the side. Two actions before you get there. So I think what Archibald's going to do is Artemis is still here, uh-huh. and he, he's got me in the hug. So I think he's like buying him with like the remote. Uh huh. But I think Archibald's hands are visible, so he's telling Artemis, go for the hand. Okay. Get the remote. All right. Uh, that's going to be a... That's a command. Because I am... That's a command. I am telling, and I am going to push myself. Ooh, listen to that dice ASMR. <laughs> I'm getting ready to roll right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. That would be three, one, and a one. So, I remember I said you had two actions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we see Artemis kind of do that. And so, we see the governor kind of just slip back, kind of move out of the way. Uh, saying, fucking bird. You have one more action before... Two more actions before you both go over the side. One more action before uh, Abner gets there. So, I think Archibald's going to like try to hug him harder so he cracks the slumber essence. Okay. Get that to go off. What do we think that could be? Let's see. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to say finesse. Yeah. I'm going to... Going to do what I'm going to do. I got one. Because it's two and take the lowest in there. I just... You just have one. Five... So you're able to crack it and everything, and as you do so, it kind of cracks. You kind of headbutt him back in the back of the head and everything um, with your last bit of strength. And he actually, because he's really close, it sends him kind of toppling over. And you're going to kind of going with him. However, you're able to kind of just uh, hold on to the side of the the ledge as he topples over the side. However, you notice that the remote went flying out of his hand before he went over the side. So I think he's... Abner, you come in and you notice that there is nobody in this room. He's not in there? Well, I mean, he just went over the side, technically, so he's hanging oh, off the side of the ledge. <laughs> uh, am I... Do I he- hear anything? 
I mean, you could probably hear him, his ragging. Like, yeah, yeah, he is <laughs> wheezing as all hell right now. Uh, Breadloaf. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to run to the to where he is um, and try to pull him up. And so uh, he isn't really helping and everything, but you pull him up and everything. And uh, Archibon, you're able to get back, but you really can't stand at this point. <sighs> Bradloff, are you all right? That's a matter of opinion. The governor's not, and that's what counts. Absolutely. Well done. Now let's get you back so you can get some rest. Oh, I'm about to have a whole lot of rest, I feel. Yes, we can all rest up after all of this is over. Now, uh, I believe I will have to carry you somewhat, but uh, that should be fine. Let's go. Just... Just wait, Abner. Look, and I and I think whether it be the spirits have taken him away or the bomb has gone off, there's an orange glow off in the distance. Look, Abner. Is that a sunrise in the Onyx Vale? Well, it just might be. Isn't that lovely? And I think at that point, Archibon dies. He turned back, and there's no response out of Archimon. Breadloaf. Breadloaf, stand up now. I'll have no more of this. Stand up. Locke, stand up now. Um, I'm just going to shake him, try to get him up. And no matter what, you will not wake up. And we just end with uh, Abner just shaking him, trying to wake him up. In the meantime, let's check in one last time with Lee. So Lee, after you kill Sergeant Major Blackwell and everything, you go over, you free everybody else, you get back downstairs, and everybody else is kind of like giving up at this point. And you see Mal is there with everybody else, and that's when Belvedere runs in. He goes... <sighs> Captain Tyndall! Captain Are you Captain Tyndall? <laughs> she, she, she's gonna nod and go, Yes, yes, I'm Captain Tyndall. And she's gonna be like, trying to wrap her bandaged hand. And she goes, Anderson, he said. Oh, God. And uh, he kind of sits down and he goes, he said we were going to restrain Mal. And Mal just goes, what? <laughs> and uh, immediately the the stagehands just go and like try to like restrain him. He goes, what, what the hell is going on here? And uh, uh, Belvedere just goes, he said he's behind it all. Abner said he's behind it all. And, uh, uh, Mal just goes, Behind what? I've been your guys' intel person. Why would I do this? So, uh, that is where we're going to end for that scene. We're going to come back to that in a second. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break and move on to the part three, which is the downtime and the wrap up. Yay. 
All right, welcome back. Yay. How's everybody doing before we start part three? I have feelings about Locke's diet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's get into the downtime portion of it. So, uh, yeah, so immediately, uh, you guys immediately kind of just retreat back. Everything's kind of quiet. Abner, congratulations, you have won city council by a landslide. I'm real good at that. And, uh, yeah, but however... You get note from Lee to meet him back at the docks. And when you meet back at the docks, you notice that Mal is there and tied up. And Lee is there too. And Mal is looking furious like, what the fuck? I did all this help and this is how I'm treated? Um, I'm going to walk in with the letter that I pulled off my mom's body. Um, I'm going to slam it down. Then explain this. And so he can read it. And so he looks at it. And he looks at you and goes, You really telling me you think that anybody named the letter M just means me? To be fair, you're the only person I know. At this point, Lee is going to interrupt and say, This is ridiculous. Untie him right now. And uh, the stagehands begin to untie him and everything. And he looks at him and goes, This isn't even my handwriting. How should I know? I've never seen your handwriting before. Yes, you have. I wouldn't remember. And so he goes, look, I'll look into this. Where's Archibon? Breadloaf has... He's not coming back. What do you mean? He's gone. He's toast? God fucking damn it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> you saw that moment. You went for it. Oh, just, I did, I did. just captured it. Oh my god. Spectacular. <laughs> and, okay. <laughs> oh shit. So, uh. That's good. That's real good. You hear Mal go. Well, I guess that explains that. He reaches into a pocket, grabs a letter, puts it on the table between the both of you, and goes. He said to give you that when the time comes. With that, he turns and walks out. Um, at this point, Lee's going to glare at Abner and pick up the letter and read it. Read it out loud? What? You have to read the letter now. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. To Abner and Lee, I hope that one day you have to read this letter. That I hope that the day you have to read this letter is accompanied with the rise of the sun. And at this point, Lee is going to take a pause. <laughs> Even though I may not be there to celebrate the triumph of the recluse and the victory of the citizens of Onyx Vale, I would have you know this. I made sure that the bastard of a governor not only suffered in this life, but will not have a moment's peace on the other side of the veil either. In my final moments, I was at ease, knowing that this city, my city, was going to be left in the hands of two of the most capable people that I have ever had the honor of sharing a common goal with. 
the Onyx Vale will be a much better place having you both in it. May the sun continue to shine for the both of you. Your dear fallen comrade, Breadloaf. She's going to get choked up and then, and then say, I'll deal with this later. And then go to follow Mal. All right. Before you go, uh, as you go to like open the door and to leave, you find what looks like a middle-aged to almost elderly woman there. Um, Abney, you recognize her right away. This is Juliana Westchester. And she goes, Ah, you must be Lee. I've sure you heard about my son. My name is Juliana Westchester. And we have a lot to discuss. And that is where we're going to end that particular section. And now we're going to begin what is called the epilogue. In the months, maybe even years after the story ends, we're going to have give you guys one last moment with your characters to kind of tie it into a nice little bow. Uh, who would like to go first? I can. Okay, I can do it. Um, so I think in, uh, after everything's passed and everything, Abner starts stepping up a little bit more, um, as a councilman and kind of starts enjoying what he's doing and how he's actually helping people. Um, he, in some ways it's kind of like he's finally reclaiming that honor that he had with, that his family had just in a completely different way and completely different than what he thought he was going to be able to do. Um, and I think, uh, through all the work he's doing and the money he's getting, he's going to do one thing that he's always wanted to do. He's going to open a theater, um, and have a couple people work there and he's going to name it the Panis Torum, Tor, Tortum, that's what it's called. And, uh, that's Latin for bread loaf. <laughs> Fantastic. Lee, what does Lee do? Um, Lee sees how the city all came together in that night and she decides to um, try to heal the ties between the gangs and begins to um, foster not only peace treaties but also agreements for certain neighborhoods to work together to become self-sufficient and like kind of in a sideways way helping Abner's goals of helping the city. All right, fantastic. And last but not least, Locks, in the moment of your death, what is the last thing that Locks experiences? So, for the moment, it goes dark. But when he wakes up, everything is quiet. It's muted. He's standing outside of himself, watching Abner shake him. But he looks to his left. And he sees Ar- Artemis. And he's, you know, cut up. He's going to miss his loyal friend. But he notices that Artemis tracks where he's going. And the more he stares, this blue glow emits from Artemis. And over time, that blue go- glow gets stronger and stronger. And then everything is bathed in white. 
And that's when Artemis reveals that he has always been a guardian. And from previous episodes, the guardians are the ones that help usher people to the other side. And Artemis, of course, after revealing, flies up to him. He simply looks at him and says, You know what, old friend? Somehow I knew you were a guardian. Let's have a fun afterlife, shall we? And he walks toward that lit-up horizon. where we're going to close as the sun rises on the onyx veil for the first time in a, very, in a very long time so that was the moin and dragons presents onyx veil saints and sinners a blades in the dark podcast i am joined by such great and talented uh, actors and friends who have made this truly an special experience uh, I'm going to go around one last time uh, and uh, just feel free to share your name, introduce your character, and uh, yeah, and just yeah, go from there. So my name is Tim Williams, and I played pretty much everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's next? Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, your turn. You go. Yeah. yeah um, I'm Andre Johnson, uh, Junior. Um, and I, I was Abner Lumen. I'm going to miss him. I'm Callista DePau, and I played Lee Tyndall. I'm going to miss her. And I am Chris Williams. I played Archibon Westchester, also known as Locks. And yeah, the end. Fantastic. Now, this is probably not going to be the end of the Onyx Vale story. We're probably going to do some form of season two. Uh, we are currently in talks about what that's going to be like. Uh, as of right now, what it would be is, and I'll talk more with my players af- afterwards, but it would be not me de- GMing, but one of you guys GMing. And uh, I would actually be get a chance to be a player character as well. But that won't be happening for a while. Oh, man. However, uh, (laughs) we are going to be doing a debrief episode where basically we just talk through the whole series uh, and reflect about that. And that episode will release in October and then uh, maybe actually November. And then in December... Maybe, depending on timing, we were going to be restarting Last Life. So Last Life Ooh. is a chance for people to be interviewed while they get to play D&D for maybe the first time. So look for us there. Um, and look for another announcements about any other shows that are getting started. We really appreciated having you guys here. Yes. And this was a fun journey that was a lot of fun. And I appreciate you guys taking a risk on somebody who's never done Blades in the Dark before. So, uh, yeah, with that, we're going to say goodbye because it's four fucking a.m. and we're fucking exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.
Onyx Vale, Saints and Sinners. Hey everyone, it's Chris. Like we said in the recording, I'd like to thank you all for coming along on the journey of Onyx Vale, Saints and Sinners. But even though we're wrapping up, don't worry. We've got plenty of past shows to listen to, like Tidefall, Awakening, Last Life, Jason and Charity Do Nothing, Warlords of Crisis, Fallout. You really can't miss. Folks, make sure that you keep it tuned in to Des Moines and Dragons for more tabletop shenanigans. And once again, thank you for listening.